Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, for show number 700. Welcome to a very special, probably a little bit longer show than we normally have. Uh, we have a lot to celebrate. Obviously, 700 shows right now. Um, 701 on Monday. I mean, really, it's all going to go. Uh, but the LA Galaxy also clinching a playoff spot for the first time since being back there in 2016. So that's a big deal. The 2-1 win over Real Salt Lake. We want to talk about that as well. We're going to get you ready for the Vancouver game. We're doing all of that normal stuff. And we have four very special guests as well. Four. One, two, three, and four. So, like I said, you might want to sit in a little bit on this one. Relax. See how everything goes. All right. Uh, to help me out on show number 700, please welcome back to the show, Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm starting with a round of applause. Oh, thank you. We've made it to 700 we shows. I was going to say, I, I'm saying we like we're like I'm part of this. It's really you. So congratulations oh, to you. you. 700 shows. That's no easy feat. Uh, so you said four special guests. Does that count me, or am I five? No, you're not special. Or I'm not special. Yeah, you're I got not special. it. I'm just a guest. You're just. You're just. All right. More. Well, um, it's a pleasure to be here, regardless. <laughs> yeah, but still, yeah, but happy to be here on the Seven Hundred Show just to play a tiny bit uh, in the history of Corner of the Galaxy lore. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and be a part of of today's festivities. We're we're happy to have you. You know, it's it's fun to to sort of look back. I told Eric, I go if I get emotional on this, just yell at me. <laughs> um, but it's fun to look back because whenever we started the show in 2009. Um, somebody asked us to do the show. If you haven't heard the story, somebody asked me and at the time Jared Dubois uh, to do a show. They're like, hey, we need a Galaxy show um, and we'd love it if you guys did one. And Jared said, hey, that doesn't sound like a great idea. Josh and I are more talkers and nobody's going to direct. Who's going to direct the show? Who's going to do all this stuff? And and uh, and I said, well, you know, I'll give it a try, Jared. Let's at least try. So we tried. Um, we did show number one. Uh, we did. Then we, we turned that in, and we're like, that was horrible. And then they're like, okay, great, do another one next week. And that's pretty much how it started. And that's how we've actually gotten to 700 shows, is we've just kept doing one every single week. And, and that's actually the key to success. It's it's showing up, being there, repetition. And of course, you know, as someone who, who's done dabbled in podcasting, I think some people think it's just kicking on a mic, and, and it's not. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into a so, goes into it and the fact that you've made it to 700 is no small feat uh do giving the people what they want la galaxy news doing it professionally i think that's important and i think sometimes when people uh listen to podcasts especially with sports teams they think well you have to agree with what you know the host says and that's not necessarily true i don't agree with you most of the time i don't i mean oh, yeah. i do some of the time but it provides a jumping off point it's good banter and, and just the, the what it does for the club it, it's I don't think it could be stated enough that it is. A, this is an important show to the LA Galaxy, and you need to be applauded for it because you're the man behind it. The audio equipment, the production value that goes into it. It's it, this really is a top-notch program, and that's the last I'll speak highly of you because that's not that's, that's not that's our dynamic. Much. No, no, that's too much. That's too <laughs> but much. But congratulations! Yeah, uh, it's a big deal to make it to 700. I was gonna say, if you're listening to this on audio, that's great. We appreciate you listening to it on audio. It's a great show, and and we always try to make sure that being the majority of our listeners come from the audio side, that you guys are included in all this. However, 
If you were to tune into the video portion of this show, you would see that I am dressed up as a waiter. I have a bow tie on. Um, I have my dinner jacket on. Um, and, and certainly this is what I wore to my wedding. So I figured this will be the <laughs> second time I've worn it. Why not, uh, He's why get not use out of it. break it out? So I got that. Uh, Eric, of course, in galaxy colors over yeah, here. I, went, with I went opted for the blue, white, and gold. That's right. But bow tie, formal wear. It's a, it's a special occasion. So that's the commitment to the live show on YouTube as well, is we go all in. There's going to be a lot of props today. So uh, if you do listen on audio, go check it out on YouTube as well, because we're going to be doing a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of fun stuff going on uh, on video for, for all of our watchers out there. Yeah, it's always, always fun. We always try to keep it good. All right. So uh, I'm not going to bring on a first guest yet. We're not. We'd, I want to get a little bit Are into they here? this. They, they, Behind yeah. door number one. <laughs> is that not how this works? That was everybody's like, so when is Zlatan coming into the <laughs> studio? And I'm like, I don't, when I'm dead? I have no idea. When Zlatan's dead? That might be the only chance I have a, have a chance. Uh, I'm also told that, that Robbie Keane um, won't be making an appearance tonight. Well, technically he's behind me. He's, I, I figured he'd walk in and scoff at the <laughs> at the poster at least. Um, so uh, so that won't be happening. But I do have some. I, I think some fairly good guests. Some some from from days of old. Some from today. So you're going to get a good mix of that, and we're going to play some of these uh, interviews that we've had and, and that I've been putting together over this week, uh, you know, along the show as well. But I want to talk about the LA Galaxy's win over Real Salt Lake first. And this was a game that I told you and the Panda told you on Monday was not a big deal in terms of making the playoffs. Um, it was all about seeding, right? And it's if, you, if they wanted to, you know, tr possibly get that third, possibly get that second seed, then this was a game that you wanted to win. Um, and so that's that's where this is. And and yes, the Galaxy could have clinched could could clinch a spot with a win. But if they lost this game, not the end of the world. It wasn't going to hurt them. Um, in fact, this was the toughest game on the remainder of their schedule. So everybody sort of had this one circled. If indeed the Galaxy couldn't quite pull it off. Now, having said that. The Galaxy went and pulled it off. <laughs> um, and not only did that, but clinched a spot in the postseason. We don't know where they're going to end up. There's two games remaining, still six points out there. Um, so there's a lot of uh, sort of good stuff that can still happen for the Galaxy. But in this game, in my opinion, Eric, the picture-perfect road win. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest thing you ever saw. It wasn't the most. Uh, it wasn't the, the best played. Um, but there was effort on both sides of the ball. The defense played a very good game, and I will stand by that. I know people are saying, you know, there were a lot of. Ch You're gonna have be pressured by Real Salt Lake at Real Salt Lake, and they missed some chances, absolutely. But the Galaxy did everything that they needed to do. And, and I agree with you on that. I think uh, when you look at the stats, they were outshot. They were outpossessed, and and to be outshot, be outpossessed, and still walk away with three points is huge. Th those are the type of victories that, you know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, and I, I know people are, might give it. Those are the type of victories that championship teams make. Oh, uh, <laughs> he said it. He but, said it. But because earlier in the season, you know, I, I was kind of tired of seeing these results where the Galaxy dominated games with possession, they looked the better team, and they walk away with zero points. We saw it away at D.C. Uh, you saw at Colorado, they did enough to get a point, and then they got bent over a barrel by the refs and walked away with nothing. Right. So I'll take... You know, they didn't play that well. RSL really lacked finishing ability. So they were a bit lucky in that regard. But again, they weren't great on the night, but they were great when they needed to be. The two stars, uh, Christian Pavone and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, maybe they didn't have a great game on the whole, but they had two great moments, and that's all they needed was two great moments from the, their top two players, and that was good enough to give them three points, which puts them in great playoff position. So I know you, you say, uh, you know, it wasn't, crucial but at the right. same time a win it's it solidified it and 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 that that's important so just to get that monkey off your back so the these last two games 
yes, there's still pressure because you want to have uh, a good play, a good seating because you could get one or two home playoff games depending on how things shake out. Uh, and it kind of gets your monkey off your back. So yes, you want to win, but at the same time, you're already in. So objective is met. Like Guillermo Barsco has said earlier in the season, the objective was to get in the playoffs. And in that case, Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Uh, absolutely. I thought Pavone actually played, you know, really well. I, 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 I enjoyed him in his spurts and 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 the things he was trying to do. So um, I, I'm not saying you're. Well, you, I'll give you that. P- Pavone played. It just seems the chemistry wasn't there. He wasn't clicking with Zlatan. Uh, but but Pavone as an individual performance, I'll give you that. That's fair. Um, so anyway, the LA Galaxy come out and, and get the win here. And, you know, you can certainly point to um, Antuna missing some easy shots. Uh, the fact that the... <laughs> Who? The, the, yeah. yeah I, we're, not, we're not claiming him after some of those uh, misses. Poor guy. You know, this is, a, this is a kid who is, what, 22 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a Manchester City loney. We know about this. Um, there's all of these, you know, there's all these pressures on him. And he scored three goals in his three last three starts. Um, now he didn't score in this last game, and and that's that's ups- that's sort of upsetting, especially the one that he missed was really uh, the layoff by Zlatan after uh, Zlatan picked Anuha's uh, pocket on that one, and and the wide open goal. There was rum- a lot of goal to shoot out, and and it's one of those things that if you've played the game, you say, you know what, it's not that easy to make those shots, live action things happening, but you're right there with it, you know six or seven yards out with an entire goal that that's a rough one and, and when you look at Antuna his the types of goals he scores are kind of opportunistic you know he, he puts hustles and puts himself in the right position right you're not going to see him square up and line and hit hit a beautiful golazo so uh so that was kind of on brand for Antuna that you know didn't necessarily have great finishing ability on those so I know there are a lot of haters out there want to say Antuna you know oh he's trash he's horrible but at the same token he puts himself in that position, and, and you got to give him at least credit for being there. But obviously, finishing left some, a lot to be desired. Could you have made that shot? The first one I could have, yes. No, you couldn't yes, I have. Could've. Again, there's one thing, you know, look at me, obviously, you know, I have a... Uh, you know, <laughs> fill out the chair nicely. But one thing, if you put me in that position, I could probably, I could probably do it. I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> I like those videos where they take fans and yes. make comments on Twitter and yes. say, "Here, let's actually do it." Yeah. I, I could do it. I'm telling you. Could, could we get a hold of Katie <laughs> Nolan? Can we get a hold of Katie? So she's the one who does those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. By the way, big fan of Katie Nolan. I really like her. Um, but no, can we get a hold? Of, I want the hammer out there all trying right. to make that same done and play. done. There's also this thing that happens, by the way, and it happens in all of. You know, really, the 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 games that you watch, and especially from younger players, is that when the goal is wide open like that, and there's only one thing in the way, you your tend, eyes get you drawn tend, to yeah, it. Yeah, you tend to hit it at that. Uh, and I think it was Danny Toya who ended up yeah. stopping that. And I think it went off the inside of his thigh, and then inside of his thigh on the other side. <laughs> Otherwise, it, he 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 made a, a very good save. <laughs> um, he may not be able to have children, I but he's, say the inside of both thighs. Oh. Where exactly is that? Family show? Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so, it, you know, sort of did that. I mean, you have to look at, at the Galaxy being fortunate, and I disagree a little bit, and I, certainly I heard some of, you know, Brian Dunseth talking uh, and, and covering, and whenever you go back and watch highlights with uh, with the RSL guys, you know, they talk about how lucky the Galaxy were to get, at, you know, 0-0 at half, and I sort of agree, but at the same time, you go and look at the shots on target for, for Real Salt Lake, and I think they only had three shots on forced. target. And, and it seemed like that may have been part of the game plan as well. The, the Galaxy were kind of in their shell and waiting for those moments. So it seemed like that 
you know, I, I don't obviously we're in the locker room. We don't know what the strategy was, but I, it seemed I, like it was, I was in the locker room. Actually. <laughs> it was sit back and survive. And that's exactly what they did. And in the second half, the opportunities were going to be there. Cause again, when you have the talent that the galaxy have, you're going to get a few, a few looks. That's the, that's the road mentality yeah. though. If the galaxy have to go on the road in the playoffs, um, you know, if they have to, 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 take that leap and win a one game playoff on the road that's the performance you're going to get it's not going to be the galaxy dominating possession and nor should it be on the road and if it is i mean we've 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 seen that movie before if they come out guns a blazing then they're they're going to fizzle and they're going to give up those goals late so what you want is you want to sit back survive and then you know win your moments and then survive again at the end, which is kind of what they did. One thing we didn't mention is the goalposts. I don't know. If the double goalposts? Yeah, I don't know if David Bingham took both goalposts out to a nice dinner, but uh, he definitely should because that, that was an interesting sequence. And so when you talk about, you know, the Galaxy being fortunate to walk out of there, those are the types of things when you get the bounces, the ball bounces your way sometimes. And this was one of those nights. Uh, it was. Uh, I thought Bingham had a good, you know, I, again, <laughs> I heard I heard on the uh, on the broadcast, oh, Bingham's in no man's land on that one shot. The ball comes to the near post. The Galaxy don't keep anybody on the near post, so that's not it. He's in the proper position. He's moving towards the near post. And it hit the post. So, it, I mean, it was, it's not like he hit it and Bingham needed, Sam's, was out of position. It just, the way the ball traveled, it, it was kind of a weird, a weird deflection that it took. Sam Johnson put a perfect little flick on it. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, how it didn't go in, anybody, yeah. nobody knows. Um, double post gets and it bounces out. Um, that's an interesting one. That's certainly a physics wise. Yeah. You're looking at the spin I was on that say, ball. That's someone, the one you show in in, uh, in in class there to see. Okay, what exactly happened here? Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what it is. So the galaxy get to zero zero. Then it becomes the that RSL does not answer the bell coming out of the second half. I don't know what happened, and I don't know. I didn't think the galaxy were that much more energetic in the second half. I don't think anything was different from the Galaxy. I thought they played exactly the same and that RSL dropped off, which shouldn't have been the case. RSL rested players against New England to come at this game against the Galaxy. And as as uh, Kobe Jones and Joe Totino were saying, that's a great idea in theory. And then yeah. you have to put it to, put it in action. Yeah, they, well, it worked for Montreal. They rested their players and they ended up winning uh, the Canadian championship, uh, but didn't work so well for RSL. It seemed like they were forcing it. Uh, you know, the Galaxy, sometimes I've been critical that they get a little too cute with the passes trying to make things happen. And I wish that they would be a little more direct and try to kind of force it. And if you get the lucky bounce and Antuna's there and snaps, slaps it in, then that's that's how you're going to get your goals. But it's when you see RSL do it, say, okay, maybe maybe I'm happy that the Galaxy don't force it. Right. And they do you know work their way and build up their plays to try to get that perfect shot because that's, that's how you're going to end up uh, giving yourself a better opportunity to score because RSL seemed to be forcing it. They, they were, and and I'll go back to my my correct prediction on Monday, which was the field will be hard and bouncy because that field is always <laughs> hard and bouncy. That field is, it's a nice field. They do a good job. At and least they, it's grass. And they, and they cut it very short. Yeah. But that is as close to a turf field as you're ever going to get <laughs> from a grass field. There were some bounces, and the ball kept running on, on some of those plays. And I think... Uh, Joe Tatino even mentioned it on the broadcast that the ball just kept traveling or maybe it was Kobe that mentioned it. They sent a long ball and it just kept carrying. And then when you take the altitude into uh, consideration as well, that ball will float. And then when it lands, it keeps, keeps bouncing. So that that's tricky, but the positives, it is grass. Yes. And it's not in a baseball stadium. It, absolutely. <laughs> so there's two positives oh, right there. Are, are you following the drama that's yes, happening right with, now with, with New in, York city, <laughs> New York city, it, they have all sorts of scheduling problems with their stadium. And if there's an MLS cup there, it won't be there. It won't be there because the Yankees look like they're going to be making a run as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they solve, solve that issue. Yeah. It, it's it might be a blessing in disguise. They're actually, go, they're going to play at Red Bull arena. You watch. <laughs> that's where I would play it. I would force uh, them to play. You don't have your own 
own stadium, you go play in your rival stadium. That's go. what you get. But do you allow that if you're Red Bull New York? Or do you say, no, you can't? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Busy. We're booked that night. No, no, absolutely. Think, uh, yeah, I think Taylor I, Swift's on, I, on tour. I, 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 <laughs> if you're New York Red Bulls, you're like, yeah, we're already out of the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Um, do whatever you want. So anyway, I mean, you know, cart before the horse. But anyway, that's an interesting one to sort of watch. It doesn't look like the Galaxy have any uh, scheduling issues. They also talked about scheduling issues in, in Seattle. Um, they talked uh, scheduling issues in Atlanta. All places that are supposed to have their own stadium that don't and share a stadium and are second tenant to an NFL well, team. Okay, you said it. I didn't have to say it. The there Galaxy you. is the main tenant. Yep. The Chargers are are the are renting and uh, Atlanta United. Fal- it's a Falcons home at Atlanta United rent space. Yeah. Same with uh, the Seahawks. It's a Seahawks stadium. The Sounders rent space there. So they're they're not going to get first billing. So that does make it interesting. Enrique says uh, MLS Cup at Central Park. In Central Park. Oh, that might works. as well. Oh, Work for the 94 USA World Cup team. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. All right. Um, so now we get into the second half, and you have to talk about Christian Pavone because he's yeah. the one who really steps it up. Um, Pure but, hustle. By the way, the header from Zlatan, just talk about it for a second. This ball gets lobbed up. Zlatan goes up, and he'd been fouled probably three or four times on the night going up for balls that weren't called, blah, 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 blah. Same old story. <laughs> what else is game. new? Yeah. Um, and he goes up and extends this header and hits it in the most majestic way that you possibly can. <laughs> it like skids off the top of his head, but it's also forced there with, with some feeling. Whenever he, he, he jumps up, you're getting forced behind it. He's, he, he carries a lot of force. He's a, he's a big dude. Um, so he gets that. The ball goes over his head, so he heads it back over his back um, right to Christian Pavone. Pavone was ready for it. He knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Pavone then turns on the Jets, and I thought for sure there was a foul on the play whenever I saw. I forget who the defender was, yeah. but fell down, and I'm like, oh, no, he's going to score here, and they're going to go back and pull this back, and it's going to be bad. Um, and so he goes in. He ends up taking a who What's his name? Wait. I Doesn't don't remember. matter. That guy who's Let's talk about on, Pavone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Pavone takes a, a Nuaha uh, to the line. He takes Ramondo to the line, and he hits a left-footed cutback across the grain to the far post. Just enough. Just enough to get over the line and, and get in that corner. It was beautiful placement. It, it's, it's about beating one defender, beating two defenders, and beating a goalkeeper, and doing it when there's no support. Nobody's following that. Yeah. Zlatan headed the ball. He yeah. was in midfield. He didn't move. <laughs> Um, I didn't see Antuna making a late run. This was all Pavone, and Pavone knew he had it all by himself, Um, and and he took it in there. The Galaxy are so much better with Christian Pavone. (laughs) Since he's come on, the Galaxy have scored 24 goals. Zlatan has 12 of those, okay, since Pavone came in, and they lost the first game, which they shouldn't have lost. Um, He leads the team in assists now. He's, so, been, he's been there for nine games. <laughs> when you think about how long he, he's played in nine games and already leads the teams in assists, uh, impressive. And what impresses me about Pavone, uh, I don't know if you heard, but I'm Portuguese because, you know, oh, they call yes. me the Portuguese hammer. Yes, so I've as a that. fan of Cristiano Ronaldo, you're kind of used to the razzle-dazzle when you see these players. And with Pavone, he's not really doing anything super flashy. He just, the way he moves his hips, the way he's comfortable on the ball, he does just enough, does these turns, does these cuts, makes other players miss. And it's really, it's it's artful to watch. And that goal is a perfect example because he he turns, he wiggles, does just enough, right. and then he doesn't power that ball. He just puts the ball in the exact perfect spot. So he's really a joy to watch uh, from a, a fan perspective as well. Would you say his... Uh his hips lie then, <laughs> or, do, or do they not lie? I was going to say Shakira in the news. Yes, I know. Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl halftime with, with J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. Which, that should be a good time, but wow. uh, I, I think his hips don't lie. I think they do lie because because <laughs> people okay, are trying they're to they're follow him. they're deceived by him. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, I'm just, That's fine. I mean, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so Christian Pavone gets that one. Then it is about the second goal and the hustle play on Christian Pavone. Again, I watched it live, said, oh, man, I think that ball went it's out of bounds. It's over the line. It's over the line. They're going to pull this one back. Um, they don't pull it back. And you know what? It wasn't over the line. Yeah. Uh, Again, just for all you... Uh rule files or whatever where do you call it? the ball has to be completely, completely over, over the line. line so i don't even think it was halfway it, yeah over the it line. wasn't but but i think sometimes if just the smallest sliver you see it with var just the smallest sliver isn't over it doesn't count and i think some people forget about that rule sometimes they do they yeah. do they forget about a lot of laws <laughs> laws eric a lot of laws these are the, the laws these are the laws and we are not above the law we're not no um but y- y- again you look at at that goal and the hustle play and then Zlatan and you know you don't see it in real time that ball gets headed you whenever you see the okay. reverse angle from behind the goal they almost kept that one out yeah <laughs> that was that was a that was a deflection and it just barely tucks inside the post say, it, w- it moved 2 feet and Whenever it, it hit his head. If you thought Pavone's goal was well-placed and where it landed in the corner, Zlatan's goal, where it ended up, I mean, an inch, an inch in the other direction, and, and we're talking about a tie game, possibly. Oh, well, and then the Galaxy do give up a goal. Late step. On brand. Uh, on on brand, brand for our defense. <laughs> uh, people Gonzalez comes in. I saw people tweeting about that. Gonzalez comes in, and, and they give up a goal. It happens every time. <laughs> and I'm like, and I look at that, and I'm like, I don't know that I can blame him for anything. I look at it the opposite way. Dave Romney starts again, and you get another win. That's how. That's Kevin how Baxter's Dave Romney. Kevin Baxter. <laughs> Kevin Baxter, uh, Dave Romney fan club president. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, putting putting Dave in there. Now, it was Dave's fault because he, he stepped a little late, although he was also the deepest one back on yeah. that one so i you know as a defender i'm like hey lay off on the dave man okay <laughs> um but it, it, you know then then you get what They're you knew fortunate. was going to be yeah. six five minutes of stoppage time yeah. i was like it's gonna be seven minutes of stoppage time this is it i mean <laughs> you're seeing it and rsl certainly gained you know some traction there if you look in the second half because well, they had to they all dominated. okay so you talk about possession and, and you know certainly rsl gets the lion's share of possession but just barely this game is so even and you look at the second half and it was all RSL in the second half outside. And that's when the galaxy scored their two goals. Well, it's counterattack. When do the galaxy lose their games? It's when they're dominating. And then the other team goes back, gets two chances and beats them. And that's exactly what they did uh, to RSL. You know, one of your favorite things that you like to look at is those five minute intervals. Yes. Uh, and, and, RSL had the majority of the possession on those five-minute intervals. They did. They absolutely did. Uh, missed chances for RSL, though, only one. Missed chances for the LA Galaxy, Uriel and Duno, uh, with two of those. And Uriel Zlatan Ibrahimovic had one. That was the header right yeah. at the end of the first half. I think right at the end of the first half or right at the, yes. yeah, right at the end of the first half. A little bit over, over the bar. Yeah. That was, that was a plate. That should have been in the goal. I mean, yeah. and we've seen that. This If, if you're looking that's, for that's, any— That's vintage Zlatan towering over the defender and burying that. So interesting to see him not put that away. If you if you are looking for any red flags from this game, it's that Zlatan now two games in a row has not been as sharp as I think we've expected him to be. Um, he missed a curling shot that he usually puts in as well. Uh, he, you know, he misses that header. Now, that being said, he scores a goal. Um, yeah, can't get mad. It, the the <laughs> man of the match in my mind is clearly Pavone. Yeah. It's not even close. Like, okay, great job. Thanks for showing up, Zlatan. You did great. You scored a goal. But... Christian Pavone made the, all yeah. that happen. And yeah. that's fair. Okay. No one's going to argue there. No, oh, what are you talking about? Nobody's <laughs> going to argue. It's one of my favorite lines. No one's going to fault you there. That was that was one of the one of the big arguments was uh, you know, uh some Euro snob was watching and I was on Twitter and some Euro snob was like the commentator just said I can't do a good Euro snob imitation. So. Uh, the, com- the commentator just said that uh, Jonathan Dos Santos is as important to to the LA Galaxy as well, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like that commentator would be a thousand percent correct. I'm like, that is. He is as important. And if you looked and they commented, uh, Kobe Jones pointed it out great. In the second half, once they score the first goal, 
Jonathan Dos Santos doesn't go forward anymore. He yeah. is now cemented to that he back line. Back, finds the outlet pass. And I go the other direction because I think Zlatan is the most important person on the team. Absolutely. But yeah, John, JDS is, is a crucial part of the team. Yeah. So yeah, again, probably someone who doesn't watch the Galaxy regularly if they're going to no, the like, question that. You know, Zlatan fans, whatever. It's fine. That's good. Everybody's yeah. welcome. Everybody, come on in. Come that, on in and share this. That's the other thing. I mean, I get it when you're not firing on all cylinders. You want to be critical of your team. But at the same time, you know, be patient. Be- I, I th- <laughs> do you think, here, let me ask you a question. Do you think Zlatan is graded on a curve? Do you think people, because he's Zlatan, because he does magical things, do people expect too much of him? Uh, no. No, <laughs> you, can can you expect? That's the whole thing. I mean, because oh, he should be putting away. He should be scoring a hat trick every yep, game. Pretty much. Is that fair? Yeah. It's Is that a fair, fair. criticism? It, it, it's you've seen this. He did he not have a chance for a hat trick in this he game? Did. He, he did. He he has a chance for a hat trick in every game. But you know, do you, do you ask Chris Wondolowski to give you a hat trick every game? Chris Wondolowski was suspended and and cheering and taking his shirt off in the fans, which I think everybody thought was adorable. Which yeah. is adorable, I guess. He was doing whatever. Chris Wondolowski things. That's way too much Chris Wondolowski talk. Whatever. That's my fault. That's that was you. That was on you. <laughs> that wasn't on me. I didn't do that. Um, Bottom line is you wouldn't expect that of him because you know he's Chris Wondolowski. <sighs> okay, if you say so, I'll I'll, I'll trust you. Um, so anyway, uh, Galaxy get the win uh, overall. I think a pretty good job. I, I I think their biggest issue here is that you're still bringing Carrasco um into yeah, the, these games the bench left a lot to be desired when you, I, I was thinking about that at the half you know tied zero zero and you look at the bench and it's if you need something off the bench it, it wasn't going to come the the starters are going to be the ones who need to deliver and thankfully they they did uh, but th- that is something that could be a little scary you know in the playoffs or when you really desperately need something if you're down your back's against the wall who can you call on to provide a spark and i don't know that that player's on the bench um, there, everybody in the, in the chat room currently is talking about my, my Euro snob accent that I can't do. <laughs> was it, I, I didn't even pick it was, up. It was, it was a little, oh, my Euro snob. A little snob. pinky oh, in the air. Oh, yes. I, the guy, the guy wearing the dinner jacket says. Well, it's, it's, well, actually well, in Europe. Actually, in Europe. <laughs> in Europe, the winner of the league is the champion. <laughs> We're oh. going to have that discussion. I just, I, I, I called it how many months ago? I said, oh, there's going to be people talking about how the supporter shield yeah. is good. Is the winner of the league champions oh, okay <laughs> okay it, sure. it's an accomplishment but let's not act like it's something other than what it really is sure i mean whatever you want to say guys we yeah. everybody has been there before yeah and 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 it's like okay well not everybody not there's ever. some people who just <laughs> found out this year and they're gonna learn they'll learn oh. if they stick around for longer than a couple of seasons but uh yeah it is what it is la galaxy get the 2-1 victory over Real Salt Lake, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scores another goal, moves him for momentarily, was was within one goal of uh, of the crosstown rival Carlos Vela there. Uh, Vela gets a PK, so that keeps it at two, but they're still two separated. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you're looking at it, and, Vancouver. And if, if if the shield is locked up for those other guys, maybe. They're gonna I, don't, ch- I don't think they They're, they're going to chill, right? Yeah, I don't think they rest their guys. But, you know, hypothetically, it could be an opening uh, for Zlatan to step in and pass. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how... That all goes. Um, that Golden Boot race, still one of the most entertaining things about the end of these last two games. Uh, Galaxy will be playing for seeding. We'll talk a little bit about that. But you know what I want to do? I want to get to a special guest. Ooh, Ooh. Who's first on the list? First on the who's list. Who's behind door number one? <clears throat> well, let's, uh, let's find out uh, exactly who is going to be first on the list. Show number 700 here at Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, recorded a little bit earlier, so uh, let's get to special guest numero uno. 
All right, let's switch gears a bit and welcome a very big guest to show number 700. He was named the general manager of the LA Galaxy on December 11th, 2018. And since then, he's hired head coach Guillermo Barros-Golotto, brought in players like Diego Polenta, Fabio Alvarez, Joe Corona, Uriel Antuna, Pipo Gonzalez, and maybe most famously, uh, Christian Pavone, just to name a few. He's had a very busy first season with the LA Galaxy and that isn't over yet for sure. Uh, welcome to the show for the very first time, LA Galaxy General Manager, Dennis DeClosa. Dennis, thanks for uh, stopping by and calling in. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation and congratulations on the uh, huge amount of shows already. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a little crazy, Dennis. Maybe, maybe I went a little overboard whenever I started this in 2009. I don't know. You expected coming to 700 shows? No, I, I, no, I didn't expect to get past show number two. So, uh, so 700 is kind of a surprise. Yeah, okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Well, you've had a, a very busy reintroduction into Major League Soccer. Um, has it been easier, harder, or, or maybe what you expected when you uh, agreed to take on uh, the job with the LA Galaxy? I must say that I, I'm, I'm lucky to have a, a good amount of support here. Uh, there is a, a particular amount of rules and regulations that you really have to get used to and probably by working with with it and through it uh, you'll get used to it or probably more experienced on it I, I must say that there's a whole lot of rules that the first time I had an idea on what the league was about but that was such a long time ago 2005 mm-hmm. to 2008 has changed enormously as also the league has and uh, there's uh, some familiarity, but there's a lot of things now, obviously, that we had to go through uh, to be able to uh, make some roster improvement or changes or how do you ever you want to name it. But there is a there is a big challenge, obviously, working in MLS with rules and regulations. But I I must say I, I have a good team of of people here that really support and that are very knowledgeable about it. So that uh, that helps a lot and. And obviously, I do my very best uh, to understand and to to work through it, and and make sure that uh, we get the results that uh, that we want out of these uh, numerous trades and transactions and rules and everything else. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of where where my next question would even want want to go to is there there are a, a huge amount of you know there's a huge amount of complexity to the MLS roster rules. Um, you seem to, and your team seems to have, you know, a knack for applying them correctly. You're looking at, you know, Julian Araujo and, and sort of understanding, you know, what the academy rules were with that and then, you know, bringing him in um, outside of that or, or, or bringing uh, people Gonzalez back into the league, which was not an easy transaction either. Um, do, do you thrive on the complexities of MLS or is it more of a headache than it should be? No, I think it, 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 it's a little bit like, they're out there and it is what it is so you have to work through it and there is uh, a a lot of things that before you honestly uh, move to a player or to a club or with an agent that you actually have to think through a lot of things here and on the on one end that makes it obviously challenging on the other hand it, 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 it does give a lot of restrictions and doesn't give you uh, a lot of flexibility uh, that, for example, in other leagues or in other countries, is a little bit more common. And uh, yeah, there is there is obviously difficulties to I think even explain it outside the league or to somebody that is not so familiar with uh, TAM rules, GAM rules. If you 
can spend this or you spend the other, the homegrown, the waivers, the allocation list, everything else. And I think that is on, on one end the challenge, on the other end, you know what it is when you step in. You better be good at it because everybody else dominates the the rules also. So I think it's uh, something to be as, as much as, as you can uh, on top of. And, and in the end, um, I think we've worked through a whole lot of rules this uh, this year to get to where we're at and makes it uh, obviously positive that that uh, a lot of these players have have penned out so far in a, in a positive manner. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I know there's there's all this overhaul and certainly the roster overhaul. I, I mentioned a whole bunch of players that you've brought in. Um, they, they, the Galaxy have been able to acquire, uh, you know, just in this season. Um, there's probably still areas, though, that you'd like to address for next season. Um, what areas do you think that you really want to focus on? And, and really, I mean, the bigger question is, because a lot of that might be unknown, is, you know, how far ahead do you have to plan for things like player acquisitions? And, you know, are you already trying to formulate some ideas about what next summer looks like and you're not even done with with this season yet well it's difficult to plan a lot ahead also because the different transfer windows in mls and and outside of mls the most of the transfers in the rest of the world happen during the summer and here obviously the busiest time is probably december january and february before the season starts uh that makes it somewhat challenging also with uh, players that that obviously come from outside. I must say that um, we have weekly meetings with both the coaching staff and and uh, front office or, or technical staff or, or soccer operations staff here to go over everything that we need going forward, evaluate what we've done, what we probably could have done better in the future, where we should be better and where where there's still room to grow. Uh, now to talk about specific. Positions, I think, still is a little bit early, more mm-hmm. so with your important games coming up. But I must say that uh, for a number of players coming in new in this league, new in this club, I think by now you see them settling in a little bit more. And we hope that in in in, in a lot of these cases that they'll even have a stronger season next year if we can uh, keep a lot of guys together with uh, hopefully the positive results coming up. And then I think we can uh, build on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you have seen guys adjust quickly this year, certainly. I, I think Christian Pavone is one of those we were just talking about on the podcast uh, recently that, uh, you know, you talk about players usually having to come in and adjust, and, and he's one of those players who's come in and uh, has, I think, uh, six assists, seven assists, and, and a goal in his eight games that he's played so far. So a guy who seems to be uh, adjusting quickly, and I think that you guys probably think that there's a, the higher ceiling for him next year as well. Yeah, I, I, obviously he's a player that I think is is well known and has been scouted over uh, uh, over the last few years by different clubs, and and it's uh, uh, it's it's something that I think uh, is still challenging coming into another league, even with the quality that he has or the games that he has under his belt in Argentina and on the World Cup, but still to step into another league with new teammates, with a new environment, bringing out your family. Uh, settling in, in in an area where the culture is still different mm-hmm. and it's probably easy to adapt to that that is something that is obviously uh, positive for us but I think it's it's uh, it's positive that he he actually produces on the field and we hope that in the in the upcoming three games to finish up the regular season he can be a big influencer and for sure he I think he gives us something extra up front and uh, but I must say that there's other guys that have stepped in this year 
other players that that were here that have been also obviously uh, uh, very uh, positive and they're they're in their uh, in their numbers and everything else over the, the entire season and and I think now we uh, we come to a point that that these games they really matter and that uh, that's something that that we're very much looking forward to and in the case of Pavon is maybe the most outstanding one but also the adjustment of, of Joe Corona of mm-hmm. Antuna in the last few weeks that he's after the Gold Cup, I think, really uh, took a step forward. Uh, probably uh, Diego Polenta, his way also in, in adapting to the team and the circumstances, the language and everything else is, is an, in an upgoing uh, uh, spiral. So that's something that that, uh, that we're, uh, we're very positive about. I mean, are we even getting ahead of ourselves? I know I like to think, and I certainly think that you've talked about a road a roadmap or a plan that you have going forward, but um, is that plan or roadmap, is that sort of a little bit on hold more than anything with the collective bargaining agreement that still sort of has to be settled between the players and the league coming up here after this season concludes? Is that a, a bigger planning obstacle than, than maybe most people would think it is? I think most of the clubs are... are looking at it what uh, what to do what 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 would be like good decisions to take uh, because in any change on the roster and with the salary cap and the rules um, normally you would have like a, a decent increase or a normal increase on the salary cap but now there's obviously still uh, some questions on where it, where it goes with GAM and TAM and these technical things, and I think that leaves everybody a little bit in the blind. On the other hand, you can't stop planning and you can't stop just saying, hey, then we'll wait until what happens and then we'll see what goes on. No, we obviously need to be very proactive on our scouting as we've been. Uh, We need to be clear on on all the depth charts that we have from the first team, the second team, all the way down to the academy and, and which players in the upcoming year and the years after. Uh, need to be taken care of. Uh, obviously, uh, now with a coaching staff being here for a year, with a clear idea on our current roster and our the evaluation on all the players, I think there will be a healthy discussion after the the season also. And I must say that everything that goes towards the CBA and and to be honest, if uh, we need to be respectful towards that also because it's for the benefit of the players and in the end, uh, they're the main actors here. Right. Right. Makes sense. You know, you touched a little bit on, on scouting and, and I'll say that, you know, having covered this team since 2009 and uh, and watching it all through all the, the up years, the down years, the scouting always seems to be this big question mark and not so much that it's not being done or um, that it isn't there, but that it's not talked about and that it seems to be always behind a, a, a sort of cloak. So, um, you know, is no one really knows. And, and can you give us an idea of, of whether or not the L.A. Galaxy are ahead of the curve on scouting whenever you came in? Or are they behind the curve on scouting? You know, are, are where did they sit in terms of MLS? And is MLS as a whole, you know, sort of behind the curve on, on scouting as well? It's difficult to say. And, and to be honest, it uh, I, obviously I come from a different environment where I've worked in the last few years for national teams. If you compare it to uh, the team I worked for in Guadalajara, for Chivas, it's very different because they, they rely on highly on their youth development and only on Mexican players, obviously. Mm-hmm. In Tigres, it's probably more comparable. Uh, they're a team that can attract big talent and that goes a lot to uh, different markets. I think we're in the process of, of formalizing. I think we have a whole lot of good assets uh-huh. uh, with good people, with tools like... Yeah, you could say Y Scout and all these uh, 
uh, all these these modern tools that you can track players and stats and data and and I think there's a whole lot of things, but it needs to be uh, more institutionalized. And I think we're in the process of doing that. We're very active on watching games. We're very active on traveling. We have a lot of people that uh, give us information. I think we obviously are very happy with the network that our head coach brings to the table and in the case of South American players and players that he coached and where he coached against and the knowledge of, of, of the game in, in, uh, in different countries. Uh, in my case, I've, uh, I've traveled and we've competed in the last few years internationally. I think I have very good contacts and, and a good network, not only in Central America, but also in Europe. Uh, and there's always ways to improve, mm-hmm. and and there's always ways to, to probably uh, better assess certain decisions in in any in any organization. But I've seen from up close uh, of big organizations where they where they where they currently stand, and I think we're not so far aw- uh, away from that. I think also what has to do that MLS obviously. Uh, little by little internationally gets a, a far better image and there's more interest and and there's a different kind of player now being attracted to the league so it makes it more interesting and, and I think it gives you a wider uh, panorama of, of players that, that there's uh, that you can speak to that, that would be open to coming into the league. On the other hand I think uh, it's still a detailed process and it needs to be very well communicated internally with uh, all the executives that that obviously I need to report to, mm-hmm. uh, the people that work for me on the soccer operations side, um, and obviously most and foremost with the, with the head coach and his staff, so that when we bring somebody else, that that we have a clear idea on what the technical and tactical capabilities are, but also as a person and and off the field how uh, how they represent our brand and our values. Well, I, I I don't want to hold you up too long here, but I do have one final question. I don't think we could we could leave without talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, he's been an outstanding in his in his nearly two years here with the LA Galaxy, uh, but at almost 38 years old, and I say that laughing because I'm also 38 years old. Uh, but at almost 38 years old, the Galaxy, you know, can you still count on him in 2020? Is is that decision something that has to wait until you know the end of the season? And is that a, a two party decision? Is that Zlatan and uh, the LA Galaxy? Yeah, I think you're correct. I, uh, we've we've not discussed anything beyond this season. I think his focus and our focus are, are obviously mainly on on positioning ourselves in the right way uh, in the regular season. And you see that he's eager to achieve something, and you you feel in training and that that it's closer to ending the regular season that he's eager to get. Uh, results for the team, more most and foremost, and obviously he's in the in the running for uh, scoring a, a, a decent amount of goals more. And I think uh, everything that goes towards the future, or everything that goes towards his uh, staying here, that needs to be positioned after uh, after we played our last game, and that hopefully is in uh, in November with a good conversation. He's a very very mature and very uh, good guy to, to sit down with and he obviously with the knowledge about himself and where he stands and what he wants to do I think it will be a, a good conversation where yeah, everybody within the club will be uh, uh, positively uh, involved and, and we'll see what happens but I think we're focusing on tomorrow and then on Vancouver then on Houston and 
we trust on on uh, and having a, a great season after that even. Well, that's uh, that's great, Dennis. We want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. Wish you all the best of luck with the uh, the LA Galaxy's last remaining games here, and I'm sure we'll have you back on the show here uh, very soon. Yes, always welcome. Thank you very much, Josh, and congratulations again. All right, thanks, Dennis. All right, Mr. Dennis Taclosa, general manager, LA Galaxy. That's hammer making noises over here. He's got a. That's why I gotta watch the video. He's got a party favor, um, and he's going. All right, so big takeaways for Mr. Dennis Taclosa. Um, one is that Dennis should absolutely have his own podcast. Like, yeah. like I, I think if if you're an MLS diehard and you want to know the ins and outs of what a general man, I could listen to him talk all day. This is Dennis Teclosa coming to uh, it's DTK in LA talking PKs. I don't, I don't <laughs> saying the yeah. Galaxy are going all the way, all the way. Yes, see, I mean, we could write this for him. We're we're available for for Dennis if he wants to uh, to go ahead and uh, and 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 lift that podcast uh, <laughs> cup up over his head as well. Um, so we can do that. My other big takeaway from this, and obviously I think there were some excellent questions asked. Um, who, Wait, who, who fed you some of the questions uh, though? Yeah, I was, you, you did. You got, you, you did a good job. So, so I'll, I'll tip my hat to you. But it's all you. Yeah. All right, go ahead. It's Patrick. the delivery yeah, really. It's yeah. what it's about. Take um, your victory lap. You know, nobody cares who wrote the play. All right. <laughs> who, de- who delivers it. Okay. That's how it works. I mean, who cared about Shakespeare? Nobody. <laughs> So uh, my other thing is that if you listen closely, you could hear that Dennis DeClosa said, I was correct. So <laughs> I was correct. Dennis DeClosa said I was correct about something, and that's all that matters to it me. It was about Zlatan, yeah. but also I had a different takeaway. Oh, okay. Um, DTK uh-huh. yes. called it GAM. Gam, get, he no general allocation money. There were a couple occasions where he referred to it as gam. As gam. So I think if DTK says it's gam, it's gam moving forward. That that is the official name. Uh, so case closed. Thank you. No. Good night, everybody. No, that's not. No, it's the language barriers. Right. English isn't his uh, first language. And you're that's gonna a, yeah, but still that, me. That's an that's an English <laughs> word that he's trying. To, it's you know he didn't get all the pronunciations right. I mean, come okay. on. The guy only speaks four languages, so I mean, you know, I can barely speak one. Well, I'm going by what my my general manager says. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm I'm glad you wanted to do it. Um, we could talk about other things, but I feel like everybody's sort of in the in the guest mode now. And I feel okay. like, I, and being we have three more to get to. I go, it's a lot of guests. It is a lot of you guests. You did a lot of hard work to get land all these people. I, I, by the way, people were asking and sort of talking in the chat room. I did talk to Dennis on Tuesday. So it's Thursday. So he didn't know the Galaxy were going in the playoffs. I didn't know the get. We tried to sort of just <laughs> pretend like we were a day yeah. later in order to make it all work. But, you know, that's that's what we have to do. I couldn't do all these all these interviews today. It'd be interesting to have done this live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coordinate all these guests calling in. It, w- it yeah. would have been, been a lot of fun. All right. Um, um, let's get to number two. This one, a bla- little blast from the past. Little blast from the Ooh. past. Uh, We're on the edge of our seats. Who's it going to be? Uh, I, I don't know. Let's uh, let's get to interview and special guest number two. But before we go much further, we have another 700th show special guest on the line. He was a member of the Galaxy twice. He won MLS Cups with the club in 2005, 2011, 2012, 2014. People are starting to guess. And in total has five MLS Cups to his name. He is, at least in my mind, one of the best left backs in Galaxy history and is currently the general manager of the Sacramento Republic in USL. Welcome back to the show, a good friend of the show, Mr. Todd Donovan. Todd, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Hey, Josh, how are you? Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, glad to have you on. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, interesting. I reached out to you and wanted you to come on the show. I was, I was thinking back. We started this show in 2009. You rejoined the Galaxy in 2009 after Bruce Arena uh, got you back in L.A. Um, it's, it's been a long journey for both of us, hasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, congrats. It's, uh, that's a remarkable 700 appearances. Even I think Nick Romano would be impressed with that. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, just having that kind of longevity and, and being a part of it, being part of the Galaxy family for that long, uh, that's huge. And you've, uh, you've made a big impact, so congrats. Thanks. Thanks for that. But I mean, okay, let's, let's, let's go back to you, though. Um, in 2009, you come back to the Galaxy. Um, you won an MLS Cup with the Galaxy in 2005. Um, you, you go off, play with some other teams. We'll, we'll shorten it a little bit, but come back to the Galaxy. Um, what were your thoughts, you know, in 2009, coming back to that Galaxy team um, and then sort of looking ahead all the way through, you know, 2014, even into 2015? Um, did you ever imagine that that team and what was being built in 2009 would, would sort of arc in that direction? You know, that's always the hope, and that's always what you, how you draw it up. Um, you know, and I was fortunate. I actually had the chance. I, I came from Toronto and had the opportunity to kind of choose where I wanted to go. There was several teams that were possibilities, mm-hmm. um, and, and ultimately it was, it was a pretty easy decision to come back to the Galaxy to, to be in a place that I always felt like was home to me. Um, and Bruce Arena was sort of starting some, you know, starting – anew there and that that was that was what was alluring to me is he was bringing you know a lot of a lot of veteran players a lot of players that um you know really added to the culture and and brought the galaxy back to kind of where where the club always felt felt at home and that was you know competing for trophies and and winning and just being a part of that culture there's there's nothing better do you have a favorite Galaxy memory? Is there something that sticks out in your mind whenever you think about, uh, you know, being in the in the Galaxy crest and uh, and sort of, you know, representing the team? Is there is there one moment or is there a bunch of things? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, so many good memories. For me, you know, the 2011 season was was such a highlight. It was, you know, from start to finish, an absolute, you know, near perfect season. Right. We we won everything you could win that year and advanced in champions league and you know for me personally it was my best season um you know so all around met my wife that year it really couldn't have been much better so 2011 would probably be the highlight for me and i still think you know one of the best teams that this league has ever seen uh do do you still remember all those mls cup games are they still you know in in your mind as uh, as sort of individual games can you, you do you reminisce about those at all yeah, I mean it's that's the fun part when you're done. Like you forget all the all the bad stuff and you remember all the good. Um, <laughs> you know, I definitely blocked out 2009. That that never happened right. uh, against Salt Lake. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I think that's the fun part. You always get to kind of go back and remember remember the good times. Um, you know, even being back earlier this year for for Beckham's uh, statue unveiling mm-hmm. and just seeing you know, him and Mike McGee and Robbie Keane and, and Kobe and, and some of the old teammates, uh, Alan Gordon. It was it was special. It's special to just be a part of that. And those bonds and, you know, those championship teams, you never lose that. It doesn't matter what you everyone is doing in their lives. When you come back together, it's it's just like you're back in the locker room. Um, as if that moment was frozen in time. It's, it's, it's special. It's, there's nothing like it. Uh, the best player you ever played with on the Galaxy to put you on the spot? Oh, that's brutal. What a question. Um, you know, I'd say overall that, you know, the, the best teammate, the the guy who, um, if you're starting a club, you, you got to choose Landon Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he wins everywhere, you know, and everything he's done, he, he won six titles, um, in the league and it's just, 
an absolute great teammate. I think, you know, being there firsthand and seeing what, what he's like and, and how he, how he is a part of the group. Uh, there's nothing like it. And he, he does it, you know, in ways that you wouldn't expect. He might give up his first class seat, you know, on a regular basis. Nobody would see that, but those are things he does to just, um, kind of show that he's just one of the guys and everybody else uh, is as important as him in his mind. Um, and that's just part of his leadership. And I think a big part of why he's, you know, how, how he had so much success. I mean, to be fair though, you know, Landon didn't exactly need the leg room. He wasn't the tallest guy on the team, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he was just uncomfortable with all the, all the extra space. That's a good point. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there. Uh, how, how much MLS do you still, uh, still get to watch? Have you seen any of the, uh, the galaxy games this year? All the time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the fun things about being, uh, being involved in the game. And obviously here in Sacramento, we're, we're on the doorstep of MLS. So that's, it's front and center for me. And I, I love watching it and no MLS team is more true to my heart than, than LA galaxy. So I'm, I'm very, very up to speed. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, we can't let you go, and, and we wanted to wanted to keep it brief here, but uh, we can't let you go without asking about Sacramento. They seem like they're right in the thick of the expansion bidding. For the next round in MLS, uh, do you, get, you think you can get it across the line this time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, we are in a great position um, to join the league. We are enthusiastic about it. It's been a long time coming for the fans, for the city. You know, this is only my second season here, and and – it's it's pretty cool to see how important how 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 big of a deal the club is to this city and and you know and how big of a deal MLS is going to be when we get it so yeah we're we're knocking on the door it's 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 uh it's coming and and we can't wait to to get it over the line i know a lot of folks have put in a ton of work and it's going to be great to have another team in California, add rivalries here, and um, it just keeps the game in this country just keeps getting bigger and better. I, I, I was going to say that has to lead. If there's four teams, and you know San Diego, every gets name gets floated out there as well. So four teams or five teams in California, that has to lead to a California Cup at some point, right? Yeah, I think start start it up. I think we're <laughs> I think it makes sense. Um, we we have the lead on that. So yeah, no, it's. That's exciting, and that's yeah. We're we're in the capital here, so we can uh, maybe we can take the lead on that. Well, great. Well, Todd, we want to thank you as always for stopping by. I remember uh, in 2009 covering you in 2012, my first time in the press box, uh, getting doused with champagne in the, after MLS Cup 2012 by you, especially. And you've always been great for this uh, for this show. So we appreciate you stopping by. Wish you all the best, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Josh. Thank you. Congrats on 700, big time. All right, thanks, Todd. All right, there goes Mr. Todd Donovan. Uh, somebody said, hey, oh, jo it's Josh's man crush. And that is a ridiculous statement, although it's totally true. Um, I was going to say, if we would have guessed who the guests were going to be, that would have been top of my list. That would have been top of your list? All right. Well, Knowing uh, you. Todd is Todd is great. He's he's class act all, all the way through. And and uh, over there at Sacramento Republic, so it's always great to uh, to catch up and talk to him. Um, and you know, again, sort of looking at, at yesteryear and, and understanding what was going on in 2011, 2012, 2014, and, and trying to understand you know what was different with those teams. And uh, you know, the reason that I sort of picked the guys that I picked was I was trying to get a little taste of today, a little taste of, of yesterday, but not just yesterday for no reason, but yesterday from guys who won MLS cups. Yeah, people who are a fabric of this club, much like you 
yes as the podcast yeah. as a fabric of the club i don't i like how you weaved it all together you you you, you did enjoy that how, did you like my <laughs> landon donovan a short joke that was you my... know i'm always here for it yes <laughs> anytime yeah. you, you know as, as a podcaster you can crack on an actual athlete yeah it's always fun <laughs> All right. Hey, before we get to our uh, our next guest, uh, if you're watching the live stream and you see what is going on in your video, uh, we have ridiculous looking um, and amazing beanies uh, on our head right now. Uh, I was going to say the wardrobe department worked overtime on today's show. We we have a lot of we have a lot of props in this show today. <laughs> There's a lot of I may or may not be holding a taco pinata that I bought because I wanted to be holding a taco pinata whenever I talked about these beanies and Cosmo, yes. these Cosmo beanies. So, um, so no, I, I want to big, get a big, big, big shout out um, to uh, Beanies by Bay underscore. If you follow them on Instagram, uh, they have these adorable Cosmo beanies that I had to have and I bought... Uh, I bought one for Eric too, so that way we could be twins. Cause I was to say thank you, man. Twins, Cosmo <laughs> twins. That's always nice. Say so uh, first the sticker, now the beanies. Yeah, I mean, is this like a quid pro quo thing that <laughs> I need to worry about here? Yes, I think I think you should be worried. <laughs> um, no, you know, pay me back. Pay you back for all those coffees that you could bring me. Okay, you didn't bring me enough. one today. Well, well, I was going to say I'm still waiting on the sticker money to come in. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sticker money to roll in. But anyway, uh, beanies by Bay. Uh, B-A-E underscore at the end. Beanies by Bay. Um, they do a great job. Yeah. And, and I loved I love this beanie. I think it looks great. Uh, they're $25. Uh, they didn't give these to us. We bought these because yeah. I liked them so much. And um, it's made by hand. And the cool thing about, you know, we got a little special customizable feature, you know, COG on the back. We, so we did. You, you can tell these are made with love by hand by Galaxy fans. So support, you know, support our own and, and get some beanies. Cosmo, lovable figure. Put them on your head. Yeah. They're fun for the whole family. Yeah. The, Kids, parents, the, mascots. Everyone loves these things. So the, shout out to Beanies by Bay. The chat room says you look better in that bean. I think that what I they're saying. I look better in general. So, I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> by those comments. But, yeah, sure. I mean, I think this beanie <laughs> is, is amazing. Anyway, so uh, make sure you check out Beanies by Bay. Uh, amazing, amazing job. Well, we're in the shout out sort of section as well. Uh, one of our big, um, I don't want to say fans. But one of our good fr- a good friend of the show. Let's call Sarah a friend of the show. Oh, yes, yes. It was her birthday. Um, and so we want to wish Sarah a very happy birthday as well. And I told her it would be on show 700 because she meets us at halftime and talks Galaxy with us constantly. Yes. So, Sarah, very happy birthday. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out. Big shout out. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sarah. Appreciate there. you, Sarah. Happy and, birthday. And then I also want to give a big shout out to uh, to my buddy Luke, who came up and said ha- uh, hi to me halftime at the Montreal game. Uh, Luke and his dad listened to us in one and a half times speed. Um, that's the way I listen to us. That's <laughs> yeah. I sound much better. So, Luke... You know, have, have, well done, smart, smart man. Way to way to listen to it. You knock out the podcast a little bit faster. Yes, and, and it's pretty fun. Well, <laughs> well, Luke was saying he couldn't quite place our voices because we weren't talking really fast. And he, he was like, "Actually, you talk really slow." I'm like, "You're the first person to ever say that we talk um, slow." So yeah. yeah, this is that's let's see. Uh, somebody in the chat room looking at Josh. I'm I'm saying, "What's that on your head?" And then looking at Hammer, it's like nice beanie. So I, do I look it's placement? It's just. I, Maybe, is it I the need, eyes? You got to you got to make I, sure Cosmo. I don't know. Cosmo plays. I don't. Know. You know, anytime you know you you can look like Cosmo. You know, it's a good it's a good pe- day. People are gonna it's are gonna day. be impressed. And obviously, uh, Cosmo loves tacos, which is why I got a taco pinata. I just want to point that out. I Does don't that know. need to be said? I, yes. I feel okay. Like, if I feel if like, you don't know, I feel Cosmo like loves tacos. tacos, and that's why I got that's yeah. why I paid fifteen dollars for for a taco pinata. <laughs> well worth it. Now, well, if the taco pinata had tacos inside of it, that would that's wheels within wheels. 
Now we're oh. talking. We're off the rails. Now, now I'm hungry for tacos. <laughs> uh, but before we get too far, let's go to guest number three. Still have a show to put on. Still have to tell you about Vancouver. It's coming, I promise. But I got two more guests for you, and I think they're still pretty good. All right? So um, let's get to guest number super special surprise like, guest. Be? Number, are we going old school? We going, we're going New current? School? We're going current. Here we go. Or both. Special guest number three. All right, another surprise guest here for show number 700. Uh, joined the senior team LA Galaxy in 2015 after being promoted from LA Galaxy 2. Uh, was on the team the last time the LA Galaxy were in the playoffs in 2016. Uh, he's a very good friend of the show and now has three starts in a row after uh, not getting much playing time this year. Please welcome back to the show, like I said, a good friend of the show, Mr. Dave Romney. Dave, thanks for stopping by, buddy. No problem. How's it going? Doing good. Congratulations, by the way. LA Galaxy uh, clinch a playoff spot with a uh, 2-1 victory over Real Salt Lake. Uh, tell me a little bit about that game and uh, and 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 how you guys were able to uh, to get the win. Yeah, uh, really pumped about playoffs first and foremost. Um, haven't been back in I think two years or so, so it's, it's it'll be fun to get back in the playoffs. And now that they're one-off games and there's no home and away, it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully, we can lock up the two or three seed and take it to LA. Yeah, I mean, is that what's on your mind now? Obviously, making the playoffs was something that this team had a goal for, that you guys were trying to make the playoffs. That was the first step in this. I would imagine because you're the LA Galaxy, it's not just to make the playoffs, but, you know, to make a run at that MLS Cup. But is the seeding that important this year, that there's still a big focus on these last two games? I definitely think so. I think us getting a two seed would be huge. I think um, if we got a two seed and if another team who had the LAFC side knock them off, and we would potentially have home field the entire way to the final. Um, so I think we're definitely taking these next two games really seriously, and hopefully we can lock up the highest seed possible. What, what, is the, what is the mindset for this club? I mean, again, like I mentioned, you guys said playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. That's what you wanted to get, but I have to imagine the sights are, are set higher than that. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, just the prestige of the club, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be an achievement making the playoffs. I know it kind of seems like that just because we missed the last two years, but I don't think we should really pat ourselves on the back for making playoffs. I think everyone's sights are set on going far and hopefully winning the whole thing. Yeah, you got still got uh, two games. Last home game coming up on Sunday against the Vancouver Whitecaps, a team who's already been eliminated from the postseason. Uh, the last game away to Houston, another team who has been eliminated for the postseason. I mean, do you guys look at this and say this these this is our chance to sort of make that move? You've won three in a row. Can you finish this out with five in a row? I mean, that'd be ideal. Um, I know Minnesota's ahead of us, and they have LAFC and Seattle ahead of them or to play. So I definitely think we have the advantage on strength of schedule there, but we can't take any team lightly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> really trying to win these next two games. I know Houston's always going to be a tough game away. Um, they're always really good at home, but we definitely need to take care of business uh, against Vancouver. Uh, we, we talk about the defense and certainly the ups and downs of the defense this year. Uh, being part of that defense, do you feel like you guys are starting to gain somewhat of an identity um, do you feel like there's, there's progress being made on the defensive side of the ball? Hopefully. I mean, we still haven't had a shutout in a while, but I think um, the way we've been playing the last couple of games, we've had more possession, we've kind of had more control of the game, and that definitely helps as a defender if you're not facing an attack all the time. Um, so I think our midfield three has done a really good job at holding the ball and keeping possession, and then when we get it to our attacking trio, they're obviously talented enough to just create stuff out of nothing, which 
they've done the last three games perfectly. Yeah, yeah. What does that What does that feel like now? I mean, obviously, with the addition of Christian Pavone, the the offense has has clicked and, and sort of turned turned up a, a whole bunch. Actually, since he came on, I think the Galaxy have scored twenty four goals. Zlatan has scored twelve of those. Um, he seems to be a, a reason for this sudden offensive surge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, both the both the goals were just extra effort plays. Even the the second goal against. Um, I can't even remember who we played last, uh, the last home game, uh, Montreal, yeah. which is an extra effort play. And then Atuna finished that one off. So, I mean, he's obviously really talented to beat guys one-on-one and finish, but I think his effort has been a really big bonus too. Well, what does it mean to you? I, I know uh, for a guy who, who hasn't always been getting the starting minutes and starting games and, you know, and, and the minutes have been sparse at times, uh, getting spot starts here and there, but to now have started three games in a row, do you feel like, you've sort of proved something to this coaching staff that you can be that solution at left back? I mean, I'd like to think so. Um, it's definitely hard getting spots here and there because you're not really in 90-minute game shape, but definitely felt a lot better this past game on just where your fitness is across 90 minutes. The first game, you start to feel kind of heavy in the second half and stuff like that, but felt pretty good for the most part throughout this whole game. So I definitely think getting three or four games in, in a row under your belt helps with just your confidence on the ball, on the field, but also just your game fitness, which carries out and helps every every facet of your game. Uh, I know it's been a uh, condensed September, uh, a lot of games, and still two games to go in the short week with uh, RSL and the victory there. Now the short week uh, playing Vancouver, and then you know a week off until you play Houston at the end of the season. Um, what what's how's the mindset? How are the legs with everybody? How's everybody feeling uh, now? Looking at these these last couple of games here. I think I think everyone's legs are feeling decent. I mean, we've our training has been a little lighter, which definitely saves the legs. And then, honestly, sometimes when you're in, when like for me personally, if you're in like a playing schedule, if I'm playing minutes and you kind of get the next day off and then a regen the next day, your legs kind of feel better. Mm-hmm. So I honestly feel better now than I did say three weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's those young legs, Dave. If I was trying to run out there, I'd be yeah. I'd be dead. All right, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. Well, hey, we don't want to keep you too long. We want to thank you for for calling in. Really appreciate it here on show number seven hundred. Um, you know, all the yeah, best, no all the best of luck here down the stretch these last couple of games. And I'm sure uh, we'll have you back on the show here as uh, as the LA Galaxy stretch towards the playoffs. All right. Definitely. Yeah. Congrats on seven hundred. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. All right. All right, there goes Mr. Dave Romney. Dave Romney uh, stopping by for show number seven hundred and. And and Eric Eric I don't Eric Eric is trying to throw confetti around the, gonna, the that didn't work like I hoped what was that the microphone needs yeah, to start working <laughs> yeah, we're taking too much time off that's right the confetti did not go as planned you you thought I, it was I thought, gonna be you know I, thought, I, I undershot it uh, no that one didn't work either yeah that didn't all right well you know we tried we, we were, again you got to watch the live show to get these jokes we're we're having a good time anyway so Dave Romney <laughs> comes on the show um we are uh we're, we're glad that we could talk to him it's good to get that that current sort of look from from the team and from everything that's going on um, from their perspective and how that was going. Um, so, you know, getting Dave and certainly uh, getting Dave after he started three games, yeah. uh, after he sort of cemented himself. Rescue that's Dave. A, I, I was going to say, that's a good a good get. I think someone in the chat room said, Dave has saved us from the Norwegian traffic cone. The so Norwegian traffic cone. Well, that's a great nickname. Poor, poor Jorgen. <laughs> poor Jorgen. I mean, yeah. But good yeah, for Dave. Yeah, it is. And and I don't know. It, it seems like uh, the the teams and, and coaches don't 
necessarily look at Dave as the starter, and then whenever they need him, he's there, and he goes in and he puts in shifts that he's been yeah, he, he, putting in. He's a workman. You yeah. know, he, he, he gets the job done. Maybe yeah. he's not going to be the one you run home and say, we got Dave Romney, but at the end of the day, he's someone who we're very thankful to have on this team right now. Well, you know what I said? We got Dave Romney. That's hey. what I said. Okay, so. That's why I set the confetti off. I know. There is only one more special guest. Oh, there's still more? There's This is it. Wow. This is it. I mean, Impressive. I'm not, we, we still have to talk about Vancouver, which we're oh, going right. to do. Why are um, we here? <laughs> we're going to talk about the standings. We're going to we're gonna do all that. Um, but I don't know. For me, this one was kind of a big deal. Um, a gentleman who was nice enough to fit us into a very busy last couple of days that he had. I say, this is a good get. Um, so, I don't know. Do you have any Do you have any guesses? Oh, wait, you know. So, you can't guess. <laughs> I was actually in the room for this one. You were in the room for this one. We well, talk, we like, talk. You turned my mic off, which is odd, but you know. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> was, I was like, no, you know Taki. Um, so, uh, we have a great guest. So, let's get to our final guest, and then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get you ready for Vancouver and wrap up show number 700. So, here it is, our last super special guest all right we have a uh, another surprise guest for show number 700 he joined the galaxy in 2009 he won mls cups with the galaxy in 2011 and 2012 earning the nickname mr november as he scored three playoff goals in each of those years while with the chicago fire he was named league mvp as he scored 21 goals in 2013 but with all of his offensive stats, he might best be immortalized for taking the goalkeeper gloves from a red-carded Josh Saunders at a game in San Jose and keeping a clean sheet. Please welcome back to the show, Galaxy legend, Mr. Mike McGee. Mike, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I, I always feel a little cheap trying to say, hey, you know, you might be best remembered for the for the goalkeeping performance, but... That's the thing that probably lives in everybody's memories and will probably for the rest of our lives. Do you, do you feel you know a little cheapened by that? You scored a lot of goals. You're an offensive no, player. No, not not at all. I don't I don't care why people think of me. I'm, I'm you know I'm just thankful to be part of the club. Thankful you're interviewing me. And now uh, that, that was an incredible day. That. Um, you know, it was a great turning point in the season. So now I'm, I'm proud as hell of that. that that's, that's awesome. Uh, I should also say congrats on being inducted into the Chicagoland Sports Hall of Fame last night. We get you uh, exactly almost 24 hours removed from that. So congratulations on that as well. Thank you. You guys would be glad to know they put me in a Galaxy jersey on the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that was interesting. That that is that is nice. That is I, you know what that is. People will get a kick out of that for sure. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of a, a, of some of these questions. Uh, if I asked you what it felt like to come to the Galaxy in two thousand nine to join back up with Bruce Arena, do you remember that time and and sort of what that team felt like whenever you joined them? Yeah, I, I remember it was, like it was yesterday. Um, it was actually a point in my career where I was thinking about retiring. Um, yeah, I really want to play for the fire. Um, unfortunately, they, they didn't really want me. Um, and I think for about a, for a week or two weeks, I actually was done. Told my family I was done. Had some injuries. And um, and when Bruce Arena called me, you, you can't really say no. And, you know, moving to L.A., you know, playing with Landon and, and Beckham was, was something I wasn't wasn't really willing to pass up. So it was it was almost like a, a second second shot of life for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really that close to to calling it quits, and and then you know the the sort of run you had with the galaxy, it was it was you know uh, maybe a fifty fifty call at that point. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be dramatic. It was no, that was that was it. Um, you know, before Bruce called, you know, I, Toronto tried trading for me, and I told them I was going to be done playing. Um, and and yeah, I'm not trying to be dramatic at all. But up until up until Bruce during his call, it was um, you know that that was probably it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so now your 2009 obviously doesn't end the way that the the galaxy hoped it had. Uh, maybe it sets everything up for 2010, 2011, and 2012. 
uh, whenever you look at it. But being part of that 2010-2011 team, you know, I talked to Todd Donovan uh, earlier and and sort of, you know, he said 2011 was one of the best teams he's ever played on. Was there a certain attitude those teams had, that 2010, 2011, 2012 team, that was different from other teams that you had been on? The, the, the difference was, and we weren't even we weren't even always playing the best soccer. The difference was the the, the manner in which we played for each other. You know, we, we covered for each other and fought for each other. You know, we, we were all best friends, and it was it was just a bizarre group. And we had we had guys. You know, Landon Diamond was the most talented player you know, this country's ever seen. And, and you know, most of the most of the videos most of the uh, videos we watched in our sessions would be him tracking back, you know, eighty yards to to, to stick up for a teammate. So it was almost as we, we had better teams, but we were we were comfortable we were comfortable defending. So it was it was just a bizarrely bizarrely good group with a bizarre work rate and good human beings. And you know, it was, it's it's really hard to describe how how special that year was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was special watching it too. You could tell being around the team at that time that there was there was something special going on. Uh, we we go now to your success in the playoffs, Mister November. You get that because you scored three goals in 2011. You scored three goals in 2012 playoffs leading up to those MLS Cups. Um, the Galaxy now qualified for the playoffs, so they're going to be in the playoffs, and the pressure obviously gets ratcheted up once you get to that postseason. Um, but that never seemed to affect you. Why didn't it affect you? You seemed to play better in those in those positions. Uh, you know, I think maybe I was enjoying the, the summers in Manhattan Beach a little too much, <laughs> and then, then when, when playoffs would come, I turned on. No, it was listen. It was it was the, the club and the, and the fans and my, my teammates. They you know they did so much for me, and um, you know that that's the time that's the time when you can reward them. So I feel like I I always get up for big games, and um, you know all the all the things the club the club did for us. We we, we knew we had to repay them. So the fans would were literally there to thick and thin, and that that was the time to you know give, uh, you know say thanks. Uh, do you have a favorite Galaxy memory? If you go back and you know you're 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 reminiscing about you know not playing soccer, you're like, hey, I'm I'm not playing soccer right now. I wish I was playing soccer. Is there one memory you go back to uh, with the Galaxy or with anybody else that sort of you know cements, you know, gives you a happy feeling about what you did? You know, I. Uh, you mean soccer wise? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the, the, that first time I lost Cup, I mean, I think that was my, I don't know, what, a 10th year in the league. Um, and we, we, we had all just worked so hard. And, you know, it was my 10th year. And, you know, you not at this point, you're not sure if you're ever going to win one. Um, you know, when that whistle blew, it was just, you know, everything was worth it going back to being a kid and, um, you know, running up and down stairs and, and nine surgeries and, um, you know, everything. And, and literally one moment, one whistle blow just becomes – it becomes worth it, and it was. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, Todd said that. Uh, you know, it's nice thinking back about soccer because you remember the good times and and not the bad times. Do you do you find yourself doing that as well? Well, it's crazy. So if I, if I never played for the Galaxy, um, you know, if my career ended in 2010 or whatever, I'd you know I'd, I'd be that guy blaming. Uh, when people ask for my career, I'd blame injuries and be that bitter dude making up excuses why my career didn't go well. So. Um, you know, when, when things go well, it's you know, obviously the opposite. So, yeah, I, I know what Todd's saying. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll let you go here. We don't want to keep you too long, but uh, certainly uh, the sneaky Fox vodka. I wanted to ask, you know, as a fun <laughs> way to sort of end this, uh, do you have a favorite way to drink it? Or is there a favorite way? To, is there a preferred way to drink it, Mike? <laughs> I'm supposed to say straight, right? It's so good. It's <laughs> so good. You got to drink it straight. You guys, you guys would actually like to know what the reason I even, the reason I even got in the business was Todd Donovan, Omar Landon. We take our win bonuses and we buy stupidly expensive whiskeys, whiskeys and bourbons that we'd only drink them after wins. So I got nostalgic towards that. My career was over. I wanted to create a, create a spirit. So, um, you know, this was, this was 100% generated by winning with the, winning with the galaxy. 
That's 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 an awesome story. That's a perfect way to end it. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for for coming on. Uh, glad to talk to you again. I know a, a lot of Galaxy fans. You're you're number one in their hearts. So thanks for coming on for show number seven hundred. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Congrats. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, Mr. Mike McGee, Mr. November McGee, McGee, McGee is on fire. <laughs> a uh, legend, a club legend. A cl- he is a club legend. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, by the way, had never, and I consider myself fairly well-read on most of former Galaxy players and for guys who I covered for a long time, had never heard the story that Mike McGee was just about ready to retire whenever Bruce Arena calls him in 2009 and says, hey, come play for the Galaxy. And that he turned down other teams. And he's, he's like, hey, I, Toronto, that's thank you. <laughs> they, I mean, to be honest, I'd retire it's instead a very, of going to Toronto as well. But <laughs> I wonder if there's like a statute of limitations type thing where maybe he, he couldn't share that story before. But now, you know, after some sneaky Fox vodka, he's good to share those stories. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could still be on his uh, his his post-induction Hall of Fame, yeah, you know, sort of good. hot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he could still be uh, still be partying from from that. But anyway, no, Mike McGee, uh, big quick shout out to the L.A. Galaxy, especially Brendan Hannon, uh, Vicky Mercado, uh, Chris Glidden, Chris Hibble um, for for helping me uh, secure all of these interviews and for getting everybody on in an order and uh, and and quickly. Um, so they do a great job there. I it's know, an all star team over there. I, I know that sometimes we're a little harsh on them, um, but they they really went above and beyond for show number seven hundred. So a big shout out, big shout out to them <laughs> um, because that was absolutely wonderful. All right, do you want to do a little bit more talking now? Let's I was gonna say, what are we? An uh, hour hour and fifteen minutes uh, in? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's get let's get back to the soccer as they like to, to say uh the la galaxy currently sitting in third position um just sitting behind uh minnesota who's in second position and then of course lafc up at top clinch that's the supporter shield so they will have the first round by we already know that but all the other spots beneath them are completely up for grabs and uh with the la galaxy uh, a definite possibility to continue uh, eating up those spots, they could finish yeah. as high as second. Uh, yeah. They could probably finish as low as maybe sixth uh, if they yeah, if they that, don't. That, I think the that's degree. the range. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see them drop to seven. Uh, but again, staying in second and third is important uh, because of those home playoff games. I think I think if obviously if you get fourth place, you get a home playoff game. But second or third, you could end up with multiple home playoff games. And I think that's the goal. Obviously, you're not going to get a, a home playoff run all the way through. But if things bounce right, and uh, depending on which team comes uh, through on the East. Uh, you know, finishing in the standings up high is important. It is. Uh, the Galaxy, obviously, with I, I, what I, I think everybody considers the easiest schedule to finish this out with Vancouver, who's eliminated, with Houston, who who's are eliminated. eliminated. Yep. Um, and uh, against, they're not, they're not good teams. Um, Eric was, <sighs> Eric was angry. Vancouver was even coming this. I weekend. was going to say it makes you nervous though, because you know the 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 big games they get up for it. Uh, but when, you know, last place Houston came into town at the end of last season, yep. we saw what happened. Last place Vancouver coming into town with high playoff seeds. Uh, it, it just makes you feel a little bit nervous. But then you look at the roster and you say it's Vancouver. They're it's, in last place. They're eliminated. They have nothing to play for. Uh, their highest goal scorer is Freddie Montero with eight goals. Right. I mean, is, and Ali Adnan, the king of the Penenka. Yes. <laughs> If yes. you remember the yeah. game in Vancouver, yeah, he missed that one. He missed that. Save David <laughs> missed, Bingham. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if you even clarify that That's as a miss. A, yeah. That was really bad. It was botched. Uh, so I, I don't feel nervous about this Vancouver team, but maybe that's why I feel nervous is because I don't feel nervous. Yeah, the LA Galaxy, obviously, the seating is important. Uh, you heard Dave Romney talking about, you know, wanting to get that two and three and then being on the other side. The two would be huge being on the other side of bracket yes. of LAFC, which sets up either a Western Conference final um, between those two teams, which, I mean, if I had a well. wish, <laughs> if I had a wish, knowing that 
knowing that I would imagine that those two teams are going to meet at some point in the playoffs. If I had a wish, I want that game at the yeah. Western Conference Finals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it out loud because we're known to jinx things. Yes. It, it just everyone getting excited for it, the Galaxy cl- uh, clinching a playoff spot, the other team clinching uh, their spot. If they don't make it to the next to, round to the Western CG, Conference, yeah, if they, if they both get knocked out, just the way things are going, that seems like that'd be poetic as well. Uh, it's again, but now that I said it out loud, you, it's, I've, I've reverse jinxed you, it. You reverse jinxed it. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Again, uh, the LA Galaxy just two games remaining. The playoffs uh, will start on either October. Yeah, October. Yeah, October nineteenth or October twentieth. Um, a whole bunch of scheduling going on right now. I'm really hoping it's the twentieth. I'm just going to tell you right now. Hoping it's the twentieth because I'm, I'm on a I'm on a plane on the nineteenth, which I should be able to make back for a late game, but an early game might not. Maybe anyway, it's we'll right. just see. We'll see how we'll, it goes. we'll call the, call MLS headquarters. That's right. I'll, I'll put it in request. Get, get uh, Bobby Warshaw on the case. All right. Um, would you like to do a dramatic intro? Are you ready? We, we, we've run long. I don't know. Do we have time? We ha- <laughs> Do I keep it short and sweet? Do we have time? <laughs> we have nothing but time, my friend. 700 shows, you're allowed to linger right, a little all bit. All right. Let's do it. I'm ready. All I'm right. always ready. LA Galaxy versus Vancouver Whitecaps coming up on Sunday. Here we go. Your Los Angeles Galaxy have booked their place in the 2019 MLS Cup playoffs, but their job isn't done yet. This Sunday, the last home match of the regular season, our boys in blue, white, and gold take on the lowly Vancouver Whitecaps. History can be made this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Make your way to the beautiful Dignity Health Sports Park and be a witness to greatness. The team can match their highest home win total ever. Christian Pavone can net his very first goal at the Diggity. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic can set the net ablaze in pursuit of the golden boot. A wise man once said, don't peak too soon. And with two games left in the regular season, with a top seed in the Western Conference up for grabs that can ensure multiple home playoff games, all I have to say is, it's time to start peaking. Ooh, it's time to start peaking. All right, Hammer's got everybody fired up. We're good. I think let's that's go. it. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's head to let's the Let's go. Bring on Freddie Montero's Let, Vancouver Whitecaps. Let's Freddie Montero. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Strikes fear into your heart, right? Freddie With Mont- absolutely no offense to Freddie Montero. No, but, no. But I'm offending you. Better Freddie soccer Montero. player than, than me. Yeah. Better soccer player than you. He would have put away Antuna's goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, so would you, apparently. I mean, Katie Nolan. Again, someone's going to fact check me on that. Katie Nolan. Someone who's played with me will back me up. Would, if she could just, you know, come in and, and take care of you out on the field and trying to have you make that, I would I would love to see it. Anytime. I'm not touching that comment. Anytime. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. All right. Uh, the LA Galaxy against the Vancouver Whitecaps coming up on Sunday. Again, the Galaxy 16, 13, and 3. Um, Vancouver Whitecaps 7, 15, and 10, and just 2, 9, and 5 on the road for Vancouver. Who'd, I, they, who'd they beat? I was going to say, their two wins on the road are at Colorado, which I think was a, like a, a storm game. There was a snowstorm or something weird was going on. And it was at FC Cincinnati, which everyone wins at FC Cincinnati. So if those are the only two times they've won on the road, uh, coming into a red-hot LA Galaxy team, I don't know that the Vancouver Whitecaps could feel good about how they're doing. Vancouver Whitecaps, unbeaten in their last two games, Ooh, Mr. Eric, unbeaten the Portuguese in their last hammer. Two. 
Uh, they had a win and a draw in their last two games. Uh, <laughs> other than that, there hasn't been a lot of winning on there. The Galaxy, three wins in a row. Um, obviously, the last win at RSL 2-1. Um, and so uh, the last win for Vancouver was 9-14 versus Houston um, at home. Uh, we talked. You talked about Freddie Montero being the leading goal scorer with eight. Ali Adnan with five assists. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, 28 goals, chasing down Carlos Vela. Christian Pavone with seven assists and two goals. It's impressive. I was, I was looking at the golden boot winners in previous years. Zlatan Ibrahimovic with 28. Every year except for last year, he would have won golden boot. You know, obviously, uh, Joseph Martinez. Uh, with 31, but it, it's pretty impressive that any other year had Joseph Martinez not had the year he, that he had, he would have had enough to win Golden Boot. So impressive. Uh, if we're looking at injuries for this game for the LA Galaxy, it still seems like Kitchen is suffering from what is, by the way, I think we finally figured out the translation. It was a translation thing. It's yeah, tra- we, we knew that all the, right. all the whole time, but it, it's fun to say it's a pelvis. It's a pelvis. Injury. It's a pelvis. It's a, it's a groin. It's a groin. <laughs> pelvis, groin, same thing, uh, a apparently. Pel- a pelvic region uh, injury. Yeah. Lower they, bo- if it were a hockey, it's a lower body injury. Yeah, I have not heard heard much. I mean, I know he's getting closer. I still don't think he's going to be available in this game, so I wouldn't expect that. Uh, Ramon Alessandrini, they've walked back him being available for this game as well. Um, I think at this point, you don't see Ramon Alessandrini until the playoffs, quite honestly, and he may be on the bench coming off the playoffs. At this point, do you bother bringing him in? You do. Does it mess things up? No, because you said, what did you just talk about whenever we were talking about uh, the game against um, RSL? Yeah, options off the bench. That's true. I guess uh, coming off injury, Alessandrini off the bench is better than uh sorry servando than servando carrasco coming to save you off the off the bench it, it could if they need offense you bring in alessandrini you let him run and yeah. you can do it it's again if he's healthy if he's not healthy you Even don't if it's at, as a decoy you don't bring him back uh favio alvarez was a possibility for this vancouver game gbs said earlier in the week that he might be looking at coming back in this game however favio alvarez currently doesn't have a starting position so yeah. he could come off the bench which so is a good place for them to be as well that, that could be a spark depending on 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 how he's feeling and how healthy he is but i think right now uh, with Sebastian Legette and Jonathan Dos Santos and Joe Corona, you don't disrupt that. No, no, you you leave exactly where it's going. You uh, you you let this momentum continue to build. And again, you win against Vancouver, four wins in a row. You win against Houston, five wins in a row. Now you're just four more wins away from ho- Ooh, host, a ni- a hosting. A nine-game winning streak? I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. Oh, that'd be bold. This isn't a playoff situation where you can go in and lose a game yeah. and then have a do it on the return. There's no losing in I the mean, playoffs. That's peaking. Looks like peaking to me, nine-win nine win streak. Ooh. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of wins. It's almost like one of those, we talk about it all the time, the roulette wheel. Yeah. It's, it's too many reds. It's too many. <laughs> it's, you t- landed on red too many times. Side, it's going to yeah. land. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately with... Um, with MLS and, and it being sort of this yeah. very balanced league, anybody can beat anybody. So that, that's the truth. And when you look at Vancouver, you look at who just won the supporter shield. One of their wins, uh, you know, Vancouver is against the supporting shield winning team. Yeah. So anyone literally can beat anyone. And that's, that's the good thing about MLS. And that's the, the, troubling thing about MLS as well. All the Eastern Conference teams will kick off at 2 p.m. Pacific time this weekend. All right, 2 p.m., that's all the Eastern Conference team. All the Western Conference teams kick off at 4.30 Pacific time. So it's like a conference decision day yes. type schedule. Yes, it is. Um, and then what will happen is everybody will then go and do, I think, a 1.30 kickoff Pacific time on uh, the following Sunday. All teams, everybody, all the same time. So uh, get your split screens out if you're going to be watching that and, yeah, and see yep. how many games you can watch at one time. And with that early schedule, bring your sunscreen to the diggity this Sunday. Uh, it, it'll be a it'll be a fun it'll be a fun one to sort of watch. Uh, 
uh, all this stuff is is going to be interesting. Again, all these wins improve the seeding. The Galaxy already in the playoffs, but clearly they want to finish on a high. You heard Dave Romney say it. They want to finish on a high. Um, everything is trending towards this. All right. Do you want to know what 538 says? I do want to know what 538 <laughs> well, says. First thing, uh, 538 does have power rankings on where they expect uh, teams to finish. So uh, Galaxy have been around you know third or fourth fifth or sixth depending on where you when you look at this but right now 538 has the la galaxy as the second best team as the west projected to get that number two spot so that's uh one aspect of 538 that's interesting and then when you look at this weekend's game with the game prediction the galaxy have a 78 percent chance to win the game too high the highest win percentage of the weekend if you look at the whole slate of mls matches too, too 14 14 chance for a tie nine percent single digits for vancouver too low it's mls <laughs> that's too low oh, it makes you uneasy right yeah it's uh, a gimme it should be a gimme so so what so then gimme gimme your yeah. score then three zero galaxy three zero bingham finally gets a shutout the galaxy could handle this vancouver offense led by the great freddie Freddy montero, montero. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, gonna, late, the late, great <laughs> Freddie Montero. I'm like, he's not dead. Thoughts he's just prayers. in Vancouver. Fre- Freddie Montero Memorial uh, Coliseum. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, I will say that it is another 2-1 victory for the LA Galaxy. I, it, clean sheets are are, are are so passe. Just <laughs> You don't need them. Who cares? You get a goal. It's Oprah. You get a get goal. A goal you, you get a goal. Everybody gets a goal. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, I think that about does it. Before we get you know, done. Um, I wanted to make sure I, I took a second and, and thanked a whole bunch of people because, uh, you don't make it to 700 shows just by doing it yourself. I mean, it's true. The only person who have made appearances in all 700 shows is me. Um, that's a trivia question for later. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for impressive. 700 shows, uh, but you know, I've had amazing co-hosts and so many fun people that I've got to share time with, uh, you know, Eric's just the latest and eventually he'll get tired of me <laughs> and, or I'll get tired of him and I'll be like, you can't come it's anymore. Like when, you know, you're like the Elizabeth Taylor, you know, you, you go through, you know, spouses like no other. This, so I'm, this I'm is just, true. I'm just happy to be here. This is true. True. <laughs> My ex-wife would agree with you. Um, but, uh, but no, so, uh, so there's been great, obviously Jared Dubois and Corey Ritzow guys who helped me sort of start this and it was jared and i doing half hour shows whenever we started this. half hour shows <laughs> half hour shows as we approach 90 minutes our guests wouldn't have made it in half an hour no they, they wouldn't um so so we did that uh you know jared and i uh, you know learned how to podcast basically if i played you some of the old stuff you guys would all like be like, turning it off <laughs> Um, I listened to some of them like, no, 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 that's not good. But we learned it um, and we learned how to do it. And Jared, you know, is is so amazingly entertaining um, and so quick on his feet that he taught me to be quicker and he taught me to be, you know, semi-entertaining at least. And as a listener, yeah, he, he's definitely a, a favorite to, he's, to, he, when he comes on. It, it's always great. Upper level talent in terms of if he, why somebody hasn't got him doing something professionally with that, I don't know. But um, anyway, so Jared Dubois, uh, Corey Ritzau was great. Uh, helped me around the press box, especially in 2012, whenever I was first in there. So Corey's been great. Um, you know, you talk to like Wendy Thomas, who, who was great in here. Um, we've had all sorts of co- co- sort of guest hosts. You, you talk about Larry Morgan, um, Kevin Baxter. Uh, you know, just the guys who, who put in all the work and always say yes. Um, you know, you even have Sophie Nicolau now who's in there, um, you know, giving it her all. We've had Delmi Barrias in here uh, as well. And it, it's just people that I've enjoyed talking to and have come in and given their all. And, and you know, especially the Hammer too. Uh, it's not always fun to do these every single week, regardless of what happens. Sometimes you have <laughs> other things in your life going on. But whenever the Hammer gets here, 
it's always fun. All right. Yeah. We, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, so we always have a great time. But again, uh, the LA Galaxy over the years have been great too. I've gotten to talk to amazing people Nigel DeYoung, Ashley Cole, uh, you know, Mike McGee, Todd Donovan, Omar Gonzalez, uh, just, you know, David Beckham. It's just, you, you start to go back and you look at it and you say, I've been in places I should never have been allowed to be. <laughs> um, you know, I've How been, did I get here? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, plenty of times. You know, uh, what Paul Stanley from Kiss. I met Paul Stanley from Kiss. Why should I ever meet Paul Stanley from Kiss? That shouldn't have uh, uh, definitely happened. That's not even podcast related. That's, no, that's it's the not. funny thing. It's just like, and you, you know, know, he comes over. Oh, hey, I'm Paul Stanley. From, hey, Paul Stanley from Kiss. Cool. Yeah, you can. And that was about chicken wings, by the way. Yeah, awesome. I know. Just crazy stuff. So um, I, I've got to do so many amazing things. And uh, without the listeners who are amazing, you you, you keep me going. Um, you 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 feed me. You you make me angry, um, which also makes me you know more fun on the podcast. I think so. Uh, keep up the great work for all of you. So from the bottom of my heart from 700 shows thank you to all of you as well um so i think that about does it are you are you good well done that okay. was, they're very well said it's hard to top that so i'm not gonna try you're just gonna shut up <laughs> that, that would be something new i could hit the mute button and we could do it um i would uh, very much like it if you could tell everybody where they could find you first you can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. The quest for 1K is still on. Kevin Baxter of the LA Times is now following me. So what the heck are you waiting for? So you can also follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And stay tuned for a postseason Hammer in the Wild video. Ooh, my Hammer in the Wild. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter at JGESMAN, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, at Galaxy Podcast, of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter there as well and head on over to the uh, website cornerofthegalaxy.com uh, you can find our stickers there in the shop you can find scarves you can find all sorts of fun stuff our articles our podcasts our videos all that stuff is right there for you alright that does it for show number 700 we'll do another 100 next year we'll be back here for show 800 and I think we'll have to find more props more confetti and more everything else alright for Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira I'm Josh Guessman and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com have a great one everybody You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.